In today's show, I'm looking ahead to the default fantasy playoffs strategies you need to help win your league. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Now, you know what? I probably should have done this video a little bit earlier. I know some playoffs have already started, um, but the default fantasy playoffs start Monday. Um, so I apologize. I apologize for getting this uh, video out uh, later, I just, uh, yeah, honestly, just, just uh, it sort of slipped through the cracks of what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks. So I do apologize for that, but we're here now. So let's talk fantasy playoffs. Now, if you're in a roto league, this doesn't apply to you. Some of this stuff does apply in a points league. It does. Some of it doesn't because there's extra layers of nuance and strategy in a category league that we have to cover that doesn't apply to a points league. But the general principle will apply to any head-to-head league. With your playoffs starting next week, that is, again, the default setting that the playoffs will start next week. So let's talk about these things right now. The number one thing that is important to us here is the schedule. It is the bulk schedule. That's important. But it's the it's the, the macro schedule and the micro schedule. So we can look at this and say the Clippers have nine games over the next three weeks. That's not good for fantasy playoffs. Like that's you know, That's not ideal when a bunch of teams have 12 games. You got the Wizards, the Thunder, the Mavericks, they got 12. Then you got the Clippers with nine, the Raptors with 10, the Knicks with 10, and the Wolves with 10. But it's not always just as simple as that. Well, I've, I can't deal with any Clippers players. I can't add any Clippers players. Because over a week, for example, the first week of the playoffs, the Raptors play two games. So Clippers players have more value than Raptors players next week. They have the three games this week, the Clippers, and especially when you're adding guys who might be streaming options, Reggie Jackson. Terrence Mann, maybe Ivica Zubats, Nick Batum, Marcus Morris. Two of those three games for the Clippers, and I'm not just trying to focus on the Clippers here, but two of those three games for the Clippers fall on low-volume days. So you can use those players that week. Yeah, And that that's important to note as well, because when we're talking about... Now, it is different for guys like Paul George and Kawhi at the top who, who lose a lot of value over this period just because of the lack of games played. And they're probably going to rest some time, although given that their schedule is the, the lightest of anybody over those next three weeks, maybe there aren't any rests for the Clippers. Maybe those guys play through all those nine games and then Yanni in his 11 games and Jokic in his 12 and Embiid in his 12 turn into 10 because they're sitting guys out. Probably unlikely for Jokic, but maybe Embiid. Maybe Doncic's 12 games turn into 10 games. Uh, Beal's 12 games turn into 10 games. And then the difference there is not... We can't predict that stuff is what I'm trying to say. Now, obviously, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard can't play more than nine games, but those other guys can come back to the field a bit. But knowing your schedule is super important. Being able to understand where, if you're adding players, can you use them? For this week coming up, the Thunder have three games. That's great. They've got 12 games over this fantasy playoff period. Like that's... that's well, Actually, do they have 12 or over the level? They've got 12 games over this fantasy playoff period. That, that's great. But only one of their games this week is on a low-volume day. So your Lou Dort ad, your Darius Baisley flyer, your Alexei Pokashevsky, Moses Brown, Isaiah Roby, um, Gabrielle Deck, whatever in deeper leagues, Teo Maladon. Is it worth it? Probably not. 
and you might actually play those guys once next week. Whereas I can add Fanta Pants from the Hawks, and maybe that gets ruined by Collins and Hunter coming back. Won't be Reddish coming back. But they play three quality games. The Blazers, they have three quality games. Not that that really matters for a lot of those guys, but you know, I said Carmelo Anthony for scoring, get three games out of him versus one Thunder player. Is that worth it more? The Pelicans play three games and all of those are on low volume days. So Jackson Hayes, Kyra Lewis perhaps at that point, Eric Bledsoe definitely, good value. The Magic, Mo Bamba, three quality games. You can use him in all three of those. Trimura Kiki, three quality games. It's only three, but the three games out of him, is it better than two games out of, uh, or sorry, four games from the Suns when you've got Jay Crowder, but you're probably only using two? That's what you need to be aware of. And this is different for everybody. Look at how your roster shakes out. Look at what days you actually have the open spots and where to maximize them. Because the, the point here is schedule. It's maximizing games played every week. And that is going to be very specific to your team but how your team looks and the active roster spots you have and fitting those guys in. Streaming. Pretty much impossible to win in the playoffs if you're not streaming. I'll do it one more time, what the definition of streaming is. It means just getting one or two roster spots, adding a guy who plays, dropping him, adding a guy for the next day, dropping him, adding a guy for the next day, dropping him. Now, it depends if you have waiver acquisition limits for the week, meaning you can only add four plays. You need to be smart with doing that. But you need, again, schedule, and streaming, you need to be able to get the right guy, the guys in for the most games, but also getting the right guys in. The guys that play, the guys that contribute to what you need. Because the big difference in the fantasy playoffs, in a category league, points league, this doesn't matter. In a category league, doesn't matter if you win 7-2 or 5-4. Doesn't matter. Makes no difference whatsoever. So win 5-4. Win 6-3 if you must, but win 5-4. So getting the right guys in. And that brings me down to punting. You might be, oh, I'm, I'm so against punting. I'm, uh, so I'm against it. But again, in the playoffs, you need to win five categories. So you can be against punting, but I will guarantee you that in the playoffs, you will be punting something. You won't want to call it punting, but you will be saying, these are the categories that I'm going to win. So therefore, the waiver moves that I make and the players that I've got are going to be, ca- we're going to be focused on those categories that I need. That's what punting is. You need steals. Because, look, I'm projected to win every... I'm projected to win four categories super easy. I'm projected to get smashed in four other categories. But steals, it could go either way. So every acquisition I make is to get steals in. It's to focus on those five categories that you can win. And that's what punting is. It's focusing on the things that become your strengths. So you're going to need to... If, you, if you're anti-streaming and anti-punting to win in the playoffs, you need to do this to some degree. You cannot avoid it. You can't just say, oh, just grab the best player overall and we'll see what happens and then we'll look at their schedule and they play four games and that's all well and good. Because if you can't play the dudes and they don't contribute to winning, there's no point. Stashing is is an interesting point, I think. Um, Can't do it. Playoffs are do or die, mate. You've got one week. You can't get someone who, oh, DeAndre Hunter might be back in in two weeks. Do I just grab him and stash him? Unless you have injured reserve, or you just you're grabbing a guy. I'm I'm just waiting for this bloke to pop off. I'm waiting for and I've said Isaiah Stewart. We hold him and we roster him. But if we get to next week and he's playing 20 minutes a night and Plum is still playing 28, you can't do it. You got to move on. You got to say, well, that that's it. I, I tried it. I hoped it would come. It didn't come. We're done. Let's move on because we get more value from seven games from that roster spot than four games of 20 minutes from Isaiah Stewart. 
his 80 minutes play versus a guy that plays 22 minutes off the wire and plays seven games, 140 plus minutes. It's a huge difference. It is a, it is an, maybe you don't get seven games. Maybe you get five games. Maybe you get six games, whatever. It's more than what you get there. Stashing and waiting for that shit to go down is just not, it's just not the right way to do it. And you've got to be ruthless. You have to be ruthless. You're in a playoff. You don't have IR. James Harden's ruled out for the, you know, say we get to Monday and James Harden's out all of that first week and half of the next week. They say he's going to be reevaluated another 10 days. Drop him. It sounds ridiculous. How can I drop James Harden, the number one or number two fantasy player? How can I do it? Because I can't do it. But you're not number one or number two if you're given donuts, if, you, if you're big zeros. You're not that guy. And while that's so, well, how am I, I can't win without him. I can't get through without him. But look, you can't win with him if he's giving zeros. Literally anything, even if it's Dwayne Bacon, will be better than the zero that James Harden is giving you. It's a tough call to make. But you got to be ruthless. You have to look at this and go, well, okay, well, this guy's got you know, a, a back-to-back at the end of the week. He plays three games, he plays on a Monday, and then he doesn't play again. He's got a big gap until the end of the week. We even look at, say, the, the Lakers. They play on Monday next week, then they play Thursday, Saturday. You've got a fringe Laker guy, Montrez Harrell maybe. You, you cut him. You, those two days, Tuesday, Wednesday, where no one plays, cut him. Maybe he's not the best example because he's cuttable anyway. But finding where those big gaps are, and there aren't many teams who have huge gaps in terms of you know three days with no games played. But the Raptors guys, they're in a real tough spot next week. So you can add Ken Birch and get excited for what he's doing. Chris Boucher with only two games next week. How do we hold on to him? Gary Trent, mate, Jack Armstrong, what do we do? Get that garbage out of here! You can't go into the week, wait two days for Gary Trent to play his first game on Wednesday, and then he plays another one after two days on Saturday. You can't. You've got to move on. You might have to drop Fred Van Vliet. You, you, seriously, if you need it, you will, might have to cut OG Ananobi. And that sounds sacrilegious, and I probably wouldn't because you know, it's OG Ananobi. But Malachi Flynn's going to have no value. You, you can't deal with that stuff. You've got to be ruthless. Injuries, again, like I just said, you, you've got to be able to make calls. And you can look, you can look at it. Well, I've got no chance to win it all if I don't have these players. But you've got zero chance of winning it if you don't get through the first week of your playoffs. You, you you literally can't. It doesn't matter. You can say, oh, but look, that Harden would have came back and I would have won if I had him. doesn't matter because you're not there. Use your injured reserve spot and use your IL plus if you've got it. Spam it. Put a guy in. If, if Yahoo or ESPN is slow to update the status, bring the guy off your IR, slide him onto your, get a game played. After the game starts, put him back in your IR. You manipulate it. Use your IL plus. Any day-to-day guy, they move in, open a roster spot, stream someone else in, get them to play. You want to maximize games played and you want to maximize the strengths in the categories you're trying to win. And in a points league, you're just trying to maximize fantasy points. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter if you scrounged your way through points by getting 30 random points out of three Josh Hall games. It doesn't matter where they come from. You just need them. And that brings me to my next point, need versus value. In the vacuum, Josh, who's got the most value? It means nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Value means nothing at this point. This guy can be ranked wherever, but Carmelo Anthony might score 20 points a game for two games and get killed on the court and provide nothing else. But if points is the category that you need, then it doesn't matter that he's ranked 250th. It matters that he gave you 20 points over over two games and gave you 40 real-life points to add to your total. 
that ranking, well, you might, may have dropped the bloke who's 130th, let's just use Montrez Harrell, for example, to get a guy that's ranked 250th, but it doesn't matter because he provided the stats in the category that you need. Need versus value is so important. Value means nothing. It doesn't mean a single thing. Need is what you want. You need to plan ahead. That's, this is, along with schedule, this is one of the, and this all ties in, you need to plan ahead. Who is my opponent? What does their team look like? What are their strengths? What are my strengths? Project it out. Where am I going to win? Where am I going to lose? Where am I definitely going to win? Where am I definitely going to lose? Does he have an advantage of six more games played from out his base roster? And that doesn't even include for him streaming more guys in? Then you need to get you need to get vicious in cutting blokes and making the most. Getting the two for ones. Add a guy because he plays a back-to-back. Add another guy because he plays a back-to-back. Every acquisition needs to be worth two games pretty much for you to get that in. So, But you need to plan ahead to see where that lies and how the schedule looks. If you are another thing we're planning ahead is if you are winning the first week of your playoffs and it comes to Saturday, you've got three ads left because it's been a cruise. Look to who your next matchup is because you will have four, five ads for the following week. Scan the system. Use your ads on the Saturday if you don't need them for this current playoff matchup. Use them now to load up on guys who have more favorable schedules in the semifinal week. Do the same thing if you're winning your semifinal ease. If you're 7-2 up with one day left and you can't be caught really, make ads for grand final week. Make ads where the, your, the guys you got have got that great schedule in the final week of things. You've got to plan ahead. You know, that that two-game week for the Raptors next week is rough. So you know, when you're making consideration of adding Malachi Flynn or adding Ken Birch, adding Gary Trent, it's, it's, it's not going to do anything for you for next week. Yeah, the week after, semi-final week, you look at, there's only, what, five teams that play three games. Warriors, Pacers, Pistons, Knicks, and Clippers. But there's three teams that play five games. So that makes the Raptors situation very interesting because they have five games. So, you know, you need to look at, after those two games, and if you're up big in that first week, add your Raptors, add your Boucher's and Birch's and Flynn's and get the five games, add your Thunder guys, your Pokashevsky's and Brown's and Roby's and those sort of players. And your Mavericks have five games, which I can guarantee you, you're not getting five out of Porzingis or five out of Doncic, but you might get five out of Brunson. You'll get five out of Tim Hardaway. You get five out of Finney Smith and they're great ads for that second week. Plan it ahead. But you got to look, look you, and I can say you've got to be ruthless and you've got to be trying to win now. But if you're in a situation where my first round playoff matchup's easy as piss, or you've got a first round playoff buy, right? First round playoff buy, then you're making every move for round two. You're just adding up. You're getting Dallas guys. You're getting Thunder guys. You're getting Raptors guys. Although to be fair, the Bucks and the Nets have only four games that week and they're all on quality days. Whereas the Mavericks, Thunder and Raptors, they're all only three quality days. So adding a Bucks player, Bobby Portis, adding a Nets player, Bruce Brown, LaMarcus Aldridge, Jeff Green might be worth more than like three games of Isaiah Roby. Bear that in mind. Planning ahead, super important. I hope this is helpful for you. Again, I do apologize for it not coming out a little bit earlier. Most of this stuff is pretty much common sense, but the the key takeaways, look at your schedule, max your games played, play to your strengths, you only need to win 5-4. Four. 
Play to your strengths. Overall value doesn't mean anything. If you're like the guy asked me today, if you're punting assists and you've got Ja Morant and you're going to lose assists even with Ja Morant, what's he doing? Get rid of him. Who cares if he's on your team? It, he is hurting you. Get rid of him and get someone else in to help you in the categories you need. Guys, don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And then on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, leave a comment down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.